Our scripture focus for today is found in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 17 and following. And whatever you do, whether in word or do, deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your husbands as, it, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it not only when their eye is on you and to win their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for his wrong, and there is no favoritism. Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair, because you know that you also have a master in heaven. Thank you, Carol. Good morning, everyone. God bless you today. We're, we're going to cover a subject uh, that touches every single one of us. We're going to talk about work. And specifically, the doctrine that came out of the Reformation called vocation. You know, I found that if you want to start a conversation with anybody just about, uh, you, be, you can begin by asking them what they do. Uh, what, what's your, what was your first job? What's your most favorite thing that you've ever done, any job? What, what's your least favorite? And so we're going to be sharing a few stories, so uh, thank you for, for listening. You know, what, my first job. Uh, while I got paid to do lawns and things like that, the very first real job I had was when I was 15, and I worked at a fee fishing lake where people paid a dollar a pole back then uh, to, to fish in. We had two different lakes that were stocked with, with, with bass and catfish primarily and with some carp too. And people would pay, and uh, I'd take their money. It was a very pleasant job. I got paid a whole $1 an hour. I thought I, that was, I was wealthy back then. And uh, it was great until about this time of the year, the middle of July, when many of the fish uh, had already been caught that we had stocked the ponds with, the, the lake. And so it was time to restock the lakes. This was close to St. Louis in southern Illinois. This time of year, I don't have to tell you, is sweltering there. And uh, the tank, tank truck would show up, there'd be a spout, and out the spout would be hundreds of fish that would pour into the lake. And that was great, except that when the water was that warm and the air temperature was that warm, about half of the fish would die. And there they were, these bloated fish with all sorts of other things. I won't go into any more detail. But guess who got to pick up all the dead fish and bury them? That was me. <laughs> that was my first job. And I want you to think about the jo various jobs that you've had. Because what we're going to learn today is that that which the Lord has given for you to do is not just by accident. We, Martin Luther, out of the Reformation, called it your vocation. The word vocation comes from the Latin word vocatio, which means calling. That God has given you what you are doing right now, not as an accident, but for you to serve and to honor Him, but also to serve and to care for other people. 
This doctrine of the Reformation uh, grew out of what was happening uh, again in the church. Since the third century, historians tell us, the church had siloed various jobs. And so they separated the secular from the spiritual. So if you had a calling from God, there were only a, a few jobs that you can do. You either became a monk or a priest, or you became a nun. And in doing so, in working for the church, not only would you be blessed, but if you were parents and you gave one of your kids to be a priest or a nun, you also would receive a special blessing. But there was this separation so that if you were not working for the church, you didn't really have a calling from God. And then came people like Martin Luther and other reformers who looked at Scripture. And from Scripture, they found out that it's not just pastors, priests, teachers, nuns. No, but all of us have a calling, that all of us have been called to honor God in everything that we do, but then also, as a result, we serve other people. Well, it was Martin Luther. I found a good quote from him. There's lots of quotes from Luther. It's, he said that the idea that service to God should only have to do with a church altar or preaching or singing or reading is without a doubt the worst trick of the Bible of the devil. How could the devil have led us so astray as to think that service to God and others can only take place in the church? So that was the work of the devil, Luther said, to think that everyday workers, that which you do on a daily basis, is not serving God. And then he said, the whole world abounds with service to the Lord, not only in churches, but also in the home, the kitchen, the workshop, and the field. So that what you are doing now is your vocation. It's your calling. And to help us understand and to value the calling that each of us has right now, we turn to one of the scriptures that especially touched the Reformers. From Colossians, the third chapter. Listen to what the Holy Spirit says to us in his word. He said, what, says, whatever you do, that means anything and everything that you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's verse 17. And then verse 23 of that same chapter says, so whatever you do, again, everything that you do, work at it with all your heart as to the Lord and not just working for other people. So from this Bible passage, there are three things that we can point to to help us to understand that what you are currently doing, what I do, is so beneficial. It's a vocation. It's a calling from God. First of all, the first point is whatever you do, the Scripture says, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, what does that mean, to do something in the name of Jesus? Well, it means that everything that you do is a result of who you are as a redeemed child of God. That God accepted you the way that you were. He adopted you into his family. His grace became part of your heart to know that you have a Savior in Jesus who died for your sins and who rose again, who promises you that your life doesn't just end here when we die, but it goes on forever. And so that that clouds, that pictures, that influences everything that we do. Everything that we do then is based upon our Savior, Jesus Christ, and His love for us, knowing that He's always with us, He's always for us, and nothing can ever pull us away from Him. He's the, the, the foundation for everything. And so we, it says, whatever you do, do it all in the name of Jesus. 
And that gives a different attitude, a different flavor, a different motivation for our work. One time, uh, years and years ago, one of the great cathedrals in Europe was being constructed. And some of these stonemasons that put together these tremendous cathedrals worked from sunup to sundown, especially in the summer months. It was backbreaking. It was horrendous, so difficult, the work of building those giant cathedrals and lifting up these stones and so forth. Well, one time, three men were, were asked, why are you doing that? Why are you, why are you doing su such a difficult job uh, uh, in building this cathedral? The first guy said, well, I'm doing it for a paycheck so that my family can eat. I get paid pretty well, so this is great. The second guy said, well, I'm doing this so that my boss will notice me and I can maybe be elevated to a better position so that I don't have to break my back for my whole life. Finally, the third guy was asked why he was doing such incredible work. And the guy looked up and he said, can you see, can you envision what this cathedral is going to look like? I'm doing it for God. Because I know that God is going to use this cathedral to touch the hearts and the lives of many people in the future. For centuries, people are going to be worshiping in this church that I am right now helping to build. Now, which of those three do you think enjoyed their work the most? Which of them was motivated the most? It was the one who was working in the name of Jesus. And so when you think about what you are doing, what you are called to do, you do it in faith. You trust God that he's with you at your job, that he's got a purpose for you, and that through it you honor him, but then as a result also you honor other people and serve them. Remember the greatest commandment in Matthew? Jesus says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You do that through your work. And he says the, the second is, is, is just as great, is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so we do it in the name of Jesus. Secondly, the second thing, whatever you do, you do it giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Have you noticed that when you do your work, that your attitude is so important and it's contagious? And when you have a thankful attitude, when you're grateful for the work that you have, for the means of living that God has given to you, for the opportunities that you have to serve in your work, whatever you're doing, that you are blessed. Thankfulness. Rather, you know, it, it's so easy, isn't it, though, to look at your job and find things that are bad? That's our human nature. You can look at anything that you're doing and you can crab about the people that you're working with. You can crab about, uh, complain about your boss. You can complain about the lack of vacation. You can complain about your pay. You can, there's always something that you can find negative no matter what job you have. And it seems like it's human nature to find that. But rather than criticizing or complaining, look at the attitude again that God calls us to do our work. Whatever you do, do it as you are giving thanks to God the Father through Him. I'm writing and reading an interesting book right now called Boys in the Boat. Some of you have read it. It's about the, the, the rowing team from the University of Washington that ended up winning the gold medal at the 1936 Olympics in Berlin that Hitler oversaw. 
And in that, it, it leads up to the Olympics, and it talks about all the hardships that were happening at this time during the Great Depression. And maybe you know about some of this through your parents or grandparents, maybe even great-grandparents. But one in every three males was unemployed in the United States. There were tremendous dust bowls that ruined many of the farms in the Midwest. Uh, families lived in cardboard houses. The, the money that they had saved with the banks was all gone because the banks all failed. And it went on and on and on. Well, one of the prime stars of the Olympics, uh, his name was Joe. When he was 11 years old, his mother had already died and his father remarried, and between them they had six children. And at 11 years old, his dad came to him and said, Son, I've got too many mouths. We can't feed you, so you're going to have to leave. So he was kicked out of the house at 11 years old. He lived in an abandoned home. He found a job digging irrigation trenches in the dry desert part of Washington. He got paid five cents a day. And just to review those hardships, it reminds me just how thankful we can be. Here we live in the land, a land of plenty, a land of opportunity, where the Lord has taken care of us and given us so much to be thankful for. And so rather than, than focusing on what we don't have, the Lord calls us to focus on the blessings that we have. And when you get up and when you go to work and when you do what God has called you to do with an attitude of gratitude, it makes a huge difference. So that's why our prayer, one of them is, Lord, forgive us when we gripe and complain about our vocations, about what you have called us to do. Help us to go over the top with an attitude of gratitude and generosity. Give us thankful and appreciative hearts, right? And so whatever you do, do it in the name of Jesus. Do it with thanksgiving in your hearts to him. And then thirdly, here's the third thing. Verse 23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Not three-quarters of your heart, not 90%, but with all your heart because you're working for the Lord and not just for other people. Boy, that's a commitment, isn't it? It brings to mind what so many of our parents taught us. I know mine did when I was growing up. Uh, my mom and dad used to say, finish this for me, if, if something is worth doing, it's worth doing... It's worth doing well, right? Doing it the right way. And that's why we Christians are the best workers in our society. Because we understand that since God has given to us his very best, since he's given us life and salvation through his son, Jesus Christ, since we have his best, now we can offer back to him and to others our very, very best with all of our heart. As Christians, rather than doing the minimum requirement of a job, we exceed expectations as we work with all of our hearts. Scripture reminds us that in the end, we have one boss. Who is it? It's Almighty God. As Christ is the head of the church, He is your head. We serve Christ the King as our Lord and Master. We're constantly seeking and praying, God, what do you want me to do? What's your will for me? What is the vocation that I have from you, the calling for me to serve? Now, I want to talk about some specifics in jobs. Some of you are retired, okay? You know, the Bible never uses the word retirement. And as I look at some of our people who are retired, 
you are busier than you ever have been. And you wonder, how in the world did you ever have to go, have time to go to a job because of all the things that you've got as a retired person? Some of you take care and help with the grandkids. Some of you spend a lot of time just taking care of, of your business, of your home, of your yard. Some of you serve in various service agencies uh, in our community, and you're using the gifts and the abilities that God has given us in tremendous ways. Some of you serve in the ministry here at Cornerstone Lutheran Church. I have to tell you that if we didn't have retired people serving in our ministry, we would never be where we are today. And I praise God for all of you who are retired. But as a retired person, you do what you do. You have a vocation, and you do it with all your heart. Some of you are students, and in many ways, doing well in school is your vocation. It's what God has called you to do. So then how do you approach your studies? You prepare. You focus. You do your homework. You work at it, not with some of your heart, but as Scripture says here, with all your heart. And you don't let social media video games, all the other distractions that are available to, to pull you away from God, what God has called you to do. Some of you are homemakers. And while you don't get a lot of kudos or credits in our hearts, we know that it's a difficult, challenging job. In fact, one time Martin Luther uh, said that the mother who is changing a baby's diaper is doing work in the kingdom of God that is just as important as the pastor who serves Holy Communion. We're all gifted. We're all called to do different things for God to accomplish in us, but also through us. And as God works in us, His purposes for the world happen. God has given you a purpose. You aren't living just for yourself. God says you are honoring Him and you are serving other people. By the way, have you ever had a job that you hated? Okay, That's a strong word. In fact, my mother said, don't use the word hate, so I'm going to rephrase that. Have you ever had a job that you disdained, that you disliked, that you dreaded going to? Have you ever been called to do something that you didn't want to do? In fact, in 2016, there was a survey of over 8,000 workers in the United States. It was found out that more than 15% said they hated their jobs. And friends, that's 5% higher than any other country in the world. Now, is that because of the jobs that we have, or is that because of people, because of us? Because... Even when we have days in our jobs that we are called to do things that we dislike or don't want to do, who's with us? God is there for us. As God's people in Christ, His grace is always there for us to help us to do our best with all of our heart. To see that what we are doing is not just because about me. That in doing so, we are honoring the God who made us and redeemed us, and we're also then serving a purpose for other people. And you say, but I can't find that purpose. And I honestly tell people that if, if you cannot see a purpose where you are serving God and you are helping other people in your job, then you need to find a different job. It's as simple as that. But my, uh, the bottom line is that God can use any job as a vocation, 
anything that you are doing. When you dedicate it to Him, God uses you in specific ways. But if there comes a time when you can't see that anymore, you can change. When I got married, someone said, you know, Luther, you can always change your jobs, your job, but you're not going to be changing your wife, your spouse. And I said, yeah, you're right. And sure enough, through the years, I've changed jobs. You've changed jobs. But in every job that you have, you honor God. You, you do it with all your heart as you're serving Him. That becomes a, you know, a question, especially when we have jobs that we don't like. I, you know, my least favorite job, I have to tell you this, uh, and again, forgive me for my stories. My least favorite job was the one that I had that put me through school. Uh, college and then seminary. I worked five years in a steel foundry in Milwaukee. And it was dirty, it was smelly, it was hot, and it was very dangerous. But it paid well. Uh, and it was, that's what kind of kept me going is the paychecks. Uh, and as I worked there at the steel foundry, there were times when, when I was treated very, very poorly, looking back. My nickname was Preacher. They knew that I was studying to be a pastor. And so many times there was an adjective before the word preacher, okay, if you know what I mean. And it wasn't very kind, all right? And especially when I didn't do things exactly right. In fact, I had a foreman who I felt had it out for me. And he belittled me, he made fun of me, he put me down every time possible whenever he came by me. It was very disheartening. But I have to tell you, after five years working there, things kind of turned around. When I left the foundry, guys went together and they, formed, they, they made a special mold for a cross that they presented with me as I left. It was very touching. And you know that foreman that was so mean to me? One day he came up to me with tears in his eyes and said, Luther, I have to talk to you. And he pulled me into his office and he said, my wife has cancer. And I don't know what to do. And I prayed with him. I shared with him the gospel. And from that time on, he treated me differently. He had a different respect for me. And I tell you these things because many of you are facing the same sorts of things in your daily lives and in your jobs. But remember that your Lord is with you. That he's there as your Lord and your Savior. That nothing can ever pull you away from that and that assurance that he's going to work things out for your good, and that you have a vocation. You have a calling from God. And so the three principles, again, that we've learned, that we do everything in the name of Jesus. We do everything in faith. We trust Jesus that he will be honored as he has demonstrated not only in us but through us. Second of all, we approach our, our work with the attitude of gratitude. We have thankfulness in our hearts, thanking God for the blessings of being able to serve the Lord, to take care of not only ourselves, but most of all, to, to make a difference in the lives of others. And thirdly, we work at it with not just some of our hearts, but with all of our hearts, knowing that He is being honored, but that He is using us as His hands, His legs, His feet, to minister into the hearts and lives of others. So, you have a vocation. What you are doing right now is not an accident. And I praise God for you. And with you, I know that he will continue to use you to honor him in what you are doing, 
but also then to care for other people. May God make it so. Amen? Amen.